Hey mates, the live Little Dum Dum Club episodes from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival are now up for download at thelittledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Get on there, you can get high quality downloads of episodes with Andrew O'Keefe, Tony Martin, Dave O'Neill, John Safran, Kamal Nanjiani and heaps of others. They're great shows, so get on thelittledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. And also, we've still got plenty of grey and blue uh, Little Dum Dum Club T-shirts. Uh, my girlfriend is currently hounding me to get them out the door since they're sitting in our main room. So uh, on behalf of her... You've put them on her side of the bed so she can't <laughs> sleep at night. Yes, yeah, she actually sleeps with them while, while I'm out at gigs. She puts them <laughs> under the covers and hugs them and says, good night, dickhead, and <laughs> off, off to dreamland. Um, so if you could get rid of some of them, that would be great. Yeah, maybe we should get Diane on here to do one of the ads <laughs> only. Uh, so that's it, guys. The little dumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Email us, littledumdumclub at gmail.com if you would like a T-shirt. Enjoy. End, end of ad. Here's the episode. Enjoy the episode, mates. <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting opposite me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. How you going there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. It sounds like uh, this is a bit of a recurring thing for you, um, a bit of husky voice. You've finished another festival. I, You know what? I think it's just like this permanently now. Yeah. I really think, because I had like you a week off. You boys growing up. Yeah, I had like two weeks off in between uh, finishing Melbourne and going to Sydney, and it didn't really clear up. Yeah, right. It's got a bit of a permanent... It's got a scabbed voice now. Yeah, I like it. I really, really like it. Um, <laughs> I just got back from Sydney. Thank you to everyone in Sydney who came out and saw my show and hung around afterwards. And then to you know everyone who came over the, over the run of my show in Brisbane and Melbourne. Uh, it was really great to meet people up there. Uh, thanks also to everyone who's been downloading our live episodes on Bandcamp. Uh, we put them up last week. You can pay what you want for them. You can pay nothing if you want. Um, some very generous... One bloke paid 50 bucks really? for it. Someone's chucked in a 50. Jesus. Throwing a, pine, a digital a pineapple at us. Dumb, dumb benefactor. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Man, we should be. Do- I feel like we should be doing something for the people that. I mean, they're getting a product. But oh, we shouldn't be telling that to people because then there's probably forty nine people that are going to go. Well, someone else has done the job for us. Let's well, just grab it for nothing. That, the funny thing is because I get everyone's email addresses and I get the amount that they've spent. Maybe I shouldn't oh. be. Maybe people are going to get too, too self conscious to do it now. Should we do it like a telethon? Yeah, yeah. Read out the, the names and the numbers. But you know, the average is like the. I would I would place the average at about five. Oh, yeah. If people are looking for a decent number, and that's we, a decent number to chuck in. Look, we appreciate every everything because I mean you don't have to do it and it's very nice it's a bit of a compliment to to us if if, yeah. if you want to do that and and you know it's not just going straight in the skyrocket for M&Ms and pizza or whatever it's like it's recovering some of the costs of doing all this stuff yeah, so yeah so most people yeah five would be about the average there's a few tens there's a couple of twos and that's all fine one bloke though paid $7.65. How are you reaching? How are you arriving at that as a number? Is that like what you've got left in your PayPal account or something? <laughs> it must, it be, must be. It must be something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or he's kept like a specific number, like, you know, a large pizza down the road is twelve fifty, so I've got to leave that in the account. I thought you meant like maybe, oh, there was a story about Chandler shitting his pants. That's worth a dollar fifty. And then, oh, that was a nice little dig of Dasla's voice. Well, that's 50 cents. And he's I'd, just built up and built yeah, up. Yeah. I'd love to see if anyone's like taken down the actual, like, they've actually 
done some like calculations in their head to work out exactly what they think they should be paying. <laughs> yeah. Like they've averaged out the amount of laughs and they calculate what a laugh is worth in actual do- worth in actual dollars. Yeah. Please, if you've got one of them, if if you've donated anything and then you want to break it down into a pie chart, please yeah. send it send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> if you are a psychopath that overthinks <laughs> things too much, um, here's another quick thing. Uh, I we had to um upgrade our uh, our our store our bandwidth plan. Yep. With our host for this podcast, so we get more space to uh, to store the episodes now. But part of that is we get more dedicated statistics. Yep. So I can now see an exact breakdown of how many people have downloaded from each specific country. Great. And I don't have it here with me, but oh. I'll bring it in. Ne- I'll print it out and bring it in next week. Yeah, great. And we can try and there's there's like two pages of places where we've got one listener great. in all these places. Right, next week, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. Uh, what did you have up the top? Um, I, I was just going to say I did a gig last week. I did a gig uh, in St Kilda at Felix Bar. Okay, and, great story. Uh, let's bring in the guest. Yep. And his name, no, um, there's more, there's more. I didn't peak with just a location. Um, so it was with Arj Barker popped in. Mm-hmm. So that was very exciting, Arj Barker, and that brings uh, a lot of people and whatever. So it was great. Um, now, what happened on the night that tickled my fancy was he was on and whatever, and there was a door girl taking money off the door, and then another girl came in, and the door girl goes, that'll be uh, that'll be $12, $12 to come in. <laughs> and she went, um, look... I'm I'm just here for the sex <laughs> with Arch. So and then the dogger went, Okay, well I'll just charge you ten dollars. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a new industry rule or whatever, but you yeah. know, maybe if it put it out to listeners, if you want to come along to, to me or Tommy's shows from now on, um I'm assuming the new industry standard is um if you want to have sex with us, yeah. you get a two dollar discount. Or if you just want to pay eight dollars for one of our episodes on Bandcamp <laughs> and root one of us, yeah. you can pick which one, then that's that's we can work that out. Yeah. What if there's and, a we'll, to... and we know where you live, so we can we can make it your place or ours. I wonder if there's a yeah, there's a deal with it all being internet, yeah. if there's a way to get sex through PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> what if you can like give up some sex to PayPal and yep. then they give it to us somehow? Yep. Who knows? We got to get the uh, we got to get the Dum Dum Club boffins onto yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Get get pay more for uh, the Libsyn account. Maybe we get we find that out. <laughs> the Gobby Platinum. Yeah. That's what we need to <laughs> sign up for. And on that horrendous note, today oh. on the show uh, he hasn't walked out yet. So let's introduce <laughs> yeah, he's, the guest. Uh, you will know him from Wilfred Lowdown and Agony Uncles. Please welcome into the little Dum Dum Club, Adams Wise. Uh, hi guys. Um, so did Arj end up going home with a girl? I believe so. So Fantastic. Is it a happy ending? I did a voiceover with him the other day. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You, and, were, you um, were there for the voiceover? No, he was in Sydney and I was in, in Melbourne and yep. we're, we're kind of uh, doing it by remote control and there was a third party also I bet there, was. there in Sydney. <laughs> Might have been the girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, she didn't know who Arj was. I was very kind of, oh, wow, I'm not doing a voiceover with Arch. He couldn't have given a shit who I was. Um, but I said, yeah, big fan, mate. He goes, oh, thanks, man. And the other guy says, oh, so what do you do? He goes, oh, I just do a bit of comedy. A bit of acting occasionally, but a bit of comedy. And I thought, at what stage do people not know who Arch Barker is? Yeah. What, what, what kind of demographic doesn't know who Arch Barker uh, well, is? Well, especially... What girl doesn't know who Arch Barker is? <laughs> what girl doesn't know who Arch Barker is? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in their DNA yeah. to just know and be attracted to or him. Or at least have him in their history somehow by no. now. Like, <laughs> he's done some laps around Australia already, I would have thought. Are you talking into like, cachet, uh, internet history? 
Well, um, no, cookies. No more right. bedroom history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that, that with Arj, how it used to be, like it was sort of a bit of an underground secret amongst yeah. friends. Like, hey, you know Arj like roots a lot? And now it's just like. He's doing it as material Exactly, now. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. he's just flipped and gone, oh, well, why are we pretending anymore? Yeah. Let's just That's go right. for it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. No one's going to get sued. Yeah. Have you ever seen him like walk into a room and I've seen him scan it and it's like the T-1000. Like it's just, <laughs> you just see him lock onto everyone and work out the prospects and then go, I saw him making out with someone at the Rhino Room in Adelaide and it was like, because he strikes me as one of those dudes that's like really does it all sort of undercover of, you know, like, you know, gets the, finds the girl and then they, they leave. Like he's not right. like a big, making a public deal out not of it. Not a peacock. Right. Yeah. But he was like, just in this bar, they were like out the back of the rhino room. There were like four of us there. And he was just in the middle, just going for it with this chick. It was like seeing an eclipse. It was amazing. Right. He just knew that none of you were going to have a problem with it. Yeah. And uh, uh, off we go. Yeah, exactly. What's that guy's name who was in, in uh, singles and he was a kind of a big star. In, Matt in, Dillon. In, uh, Matt Dillon, right. So in R- Rob Lowe. Uh, in his biography, talks about they're doing the Outsiders, um, yep. and uh, basically they walked into the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, and it took thirty-two seconds for Matt Dillon to look at a girl, walk up to her, and then get into the lift with her, <laughs> and they timed it. <laughs> wow, it's pretty I, good. I'm more impressed with the 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 idea that not only can you do that, but you've got people around you that look at you and go, I'm going to time how long this takes. Yeah. This right. is, yeah. You've got that much of a legend around you already that people carry stopwatches on them. Stopwatch from when, yep. yeah, when you're around. <laughs> Ready to go, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it was um, a similar situation the other night. We had a little gathering uh, for the Agony Uncles guys just for the final episode. And uh, it was a private gathering. It was at the College Lawn, I think, in Paran. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so it was private. There's no no girls there. But as we're coming out... There was these two girls from the Australian volleyball team, tall, about six foot, and one of them said to Kit Gurry, I really loved you and a looking fella, Brandy. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, I get home, I've got an email from Kit, a photo of him and the girl, nude. <laughs> <laughs> For wow. your eyes only. Now, and so- a, an uncle uh, giving a bit of agony, <laughs> agony yeah, on the way it. home. Yeah. He goes, look, I know she wasn't, she, she was all right, but you know, uh, I do like tall chicks. You know, he did all this. I said, mate, that's just fantastic. No excuses. Where, wow. So where does he live? Because 15 minutes later. No, like... no, she lived across the road. Oh, okay. Well, oh. that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, so... t- he's really taking his time then. That's probably <laughs> too long. I mean, yeah, that, Matt Dillon would have been embarrassed by that. <laughs> he's done a few laps of the block and then taken her own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, watched a uh, little bit of, I don't know, Ricky Gervais online. Going up close off? Going yeah. up to 7 Eleven for a Calippo and <laughs> come back. <laughs> that's, um, oh, that's, he's wasted that after that, that story of how to do that. It should have been on the show. Yeah. I'm agony. That's right. That's right. Season man. Two. That's the sort of stuff we want yeah. to know about how to do that. Yeah. Oh, there's a few little heartbreaks like that because Brett Tucker, as soon as we locked off the edit, and it's a big deal, you know, when you're making these things on not a great budget, it's a big deal. Once you're, the edit's locked off and then it goes into post and gets graded and sounds done, you can't tamper with it. Sure. And then it goes on, for, uh, it could go on about eight to ten months later on television. Brett Tucker ends up going out with Lindsay Lohan. What? In the interim. And I mean, oh my God, if only I could have run a photo of that over any of his comments. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just him, and, him and Lindsay coming out of a club together. I just would have just oh. added a couple just, of 10, 10 writings points. Yeah, you could have just, you know, George Lucas style, go back for the DVD <laughs> yeah. and just have a CGI Lindsay Lohan in the back, back of the shot. <laughs> to, to, be, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair though, with these edits, it's, it's now it's turning from agony uncles into how we had sex with these individual girls, <laughs> like how it happened, <laughs> which, which I would still watch. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I enjoyed the show, and I, I have to say because. Um, we do a lot of stand-up, so we're out at night. So I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. So you've got to make a real effort, I think, to watch TV now. Yeah. But I did hunt down your show on <laughs> online. And to be honest, it wasn't because of any of your promo that you did or the, the articles I read. It was pretty much just because of how vehemently Lawrence Mooney defended the show on, on Twitter. <laughs> he got, I think he got drunk at the launch party, then went home and searched uh, Agony Uncles on Twitter and teed off on everyone, who, who, anyone who even said, oh, I was watching Nightline on the other channel. He was like, fuck you and fuck Channel 9. <laughs> I love it. It's just, he's so good like that. And then I, But it's not just to do with Agony Uncles. Sometimes I've seen Lawrence on a, on a tee off and, um, <laughs> and then there's about a 10 a 15 day break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, has yeah. a chat with Lou. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he bans himself, um, yeah. Probably, you know, <laughs> might get off the booze and off the Twitter. Yeah. And then he's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Love it. And I love how he, you know, it's such so refreshing when he, we, we had the launch and he was just looking at it. And whenever he, you know, he laughs at his jokes on screen, well, he also laughs at them off. And he, <laughs> just that face, that beauty, just the joy yeah. of it. And I wish I got as much out of whatever I did as Lawrence does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what he does. And That's funny you say that. I've noticed that as well, where you start a story, then realize it's about to get funny, and then his face will just break out. And I know. And his yeah. big, massive Jack Nicholson grin. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's beautiful. You know. So, so then he had sex things. with someone, just yeah. in the style of all the other stories you've told about <laughs> yeah. the Agony Uncles. No, I think Lawrence is on the Straight and Mooney. Straight and Mooney? Straight and Mooney. Straight and Mooney. Wow. First uh, show, 2013. That should be, a, that should be a, a, an actual term for a thing. You're on the Straight and Mooney. That's where you're really good for like when two you, months. When you're and off then, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, on the straight I, I'm, I'm on the Straight and Mooney. I haven't abused anyone on the internet for two months. Yeah, but it's not a Straight and Mooney until you then abuse someone a week after that. Like it's a constant way. Yeah. It means you. It's inevitable. <laughs> you go straight, and then you go moody. <laughs> um, now, I, what I'm very interested in. We've, we've talked about agony uncles. Um, now, Wilfred, obviously, the other show that you've been heavily involved mm. in. What I'm fascinated by, by is, you know, it was uh, very popular here in Australia. The SBS version. It went to America. Um, is it? Is it been picked up for a second season? Yeah, they're it has, it yeah. now. Yeah, Robin Williams is in the first episode. Robin Williams. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. I can't even remember who he plays, but he plays someone. Why would you? First... That's yeah, just yeah. a tiny little fact. <laughs> Robert, Robert Williams. Yeah. Is he playing Mork? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he got the gig, I think. <laughs> That'd be amazing if he bought back, right. like, like when you know they did the Seinfeld reunion on uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He do the Mork and Mindy reunion on Wilfred. <laughs> That's, mate, that would be brilliant. Well, a little it's already a show about a talking dog. Like, why not whack in a, a, a coke coke addict alien in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. No, so he. <laughs> And he took the boys out to lunch and everything, and, oh, and it was wow. quite inspirational. Wow. Yeah, so um, yeah, that, that was good. I remember, uh, I remember, I was because um, I was, you know, I, I've got a production company in Australia here, and that, and I'm doing, you know, agony uncles and aunts and lowdown and everything, and I wanted not to do Wilfred anymore because I wanted a kind of a very creative life, and I've always stood by that was a good idea until I got a job doing. A, a corporate video on trains up in, <laughs> up in Ipswich, <laughs> up in Ipswich, and um, 
Anyway, I'm I'm sitting there with the backdrop of Ipswich, and I, the, this woman comes. Hang on, up so to me. just to be clear, um, Robin Williams wasn't on the shoot of this video. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Right, no, surprised you get it up there in Ipswich. No, um, I'm so I'm sitting there, and, and this and it's so depressing. I don't know if you, any of you guys have been to Ipswich. It's pretty depressing place, and. I was sitting there, and the woman who was from the Ipswich Film and Television Office was there, and she said, um, "So it comes up to me, so why did you, why did they get you to be in this?" Oh. And I said, "Oh well, you're going to have to ask the director." And uh, she goes, "I guess they wanted every man." I said, "Well, thank you, that's great." Anyway, yeah, why back- would you, why would you be good enough to do the Ipswich train? That's commercial? right, that's right. I'm not saying wow. you're not a fucking, not a neighbour. Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was like, and then I had to go and do the stand up outside that, you know, in, with the trains in the background, and so it's very depressing. And as I'm standing there waiting to do that, Jason sends me a text with a photo of him and Elijah Wood <laughs> on American Idol. Oh, <laughs> what? And I'm just, you know, you know, Simon Cowell there and everything, you know arms around each other and it's all happy and I'm just there doing this train thing and I thought oh well did I make the right decision yeah. <laughs> I do love that. that that must be nice to to you know have your role replaced by Elijah Wood though in the American version yeah yeah is yeah. there any form is there any way that you will be playing anything in The Hobbit is there any sort of <laughs> <laughs> swap what do they call it yeah happening? yeah that's yeah. it um, no uh, no I I uh, don't think so. No. I don't think That's so. Pretty there's, easy there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's no, never been any talk of that. So, so a reciprocal arrangement. Yeah, well, can yeah. I can I just on, on on that Elijah Wood thing, can I just bring this up, sidetrack this quickly and say this? During the comedy festival, I'm not making this up, at least four times, complete strangers came up to me and said, Are you Adam's wire? Really? Yeah. Right. yeah. I had a lot of, uh, like, four, that's enough. That's yeah, a, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Thought that I was That's you. good. I used to get Peter Hellier. <laughs> oh. Um, so, okay. so you'll get that one. So I can be day. you, yeah, Peter exactly. Hellier, or Elijah Wood. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's all right. That's pretty good. It's, it works. And I've just in the second season of Lowdown, Colin Hay comes on and plays a plays a a small role, and he looks like my dad. Right, our dad, Tommy. Our dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new uh, rumor we can start for this show. I bet. I bet Colin Hay gets that a lot as well. Are you uh, Mister Zwa? Yeah, he just goes, oh fuck off. <laughs> We, we have a recurring thing on this show where uh, our listeners vandalise Wikipedia to insert references to us on this show, things that happen on the show into Wikipedia pages. Do you give our listeners permission to put that I am your brother on your Facebook <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wikipedia absolutely. page? Excellent. <laughs> you're, you're, in doing that, you're also now going to be actress Jane Allsop's brother as well. Yep. Is that fine with you? Uh, Jane, yep, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. She, uh, yeah, it, uh, she's very good in Tangle. What a great... What a great yeah. family we are. Yeah, a real talented family. family yeah. we, should all go the, we should all go on the road together. <laughs> <laughs> how, did Jane, uh, how did Jane become your sister? Because my actual oh, last now. name is Allsop. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but spelled differently. But Doesn't matter. Someone put on there. For listeners, in case that's a shock to you, if you, that hasn't been brought up before, Tommy's name is Allsop. Yeah, Tommy Allsop. <laughs> Clang. Um, hey, yeah, so anyway, Wilfred, what I am fascinated with is the conversion from Australian to American, like the mm. whole, you know, did they want to change Wilfred into a goldfish or, you know, whatever? Is there, was yeah. there any ridiculous changes? No, they're really good. So, but um, all the ridiculous stuff happened before America. Right. You know, as far as we could say, because we, we, we held off. What happens is people do offer format rights from time to time, you yeah. know, ask to, to buy the format rights. It's ha- happened with Lowdown as well where we, a few people offer and you say no because you want to get that right team. And with the Wilfred version – we waited pretty much until the right team emerged, and it happened to be David Zuckerman, who's from The Family Guy, mm-hmm. and he totally got it. He 
he wanted it to be more of a kind of journey of Elijah Wood's mind, whereas in the Australian version, it's just like, whatever, Adam sees him as a dog. Let's leave that alone so he can be funny, mm. yeah. you know. And but that's fine. He just wanted to put his, put his stamp on it because I think the Americans do like a bit more exposition yeah. with regards to things. So that was fine. And and uh, once he was involved and I read his pilot script, I just went, "Yep, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna." I mean, I'm I'm on as a creator and and uh, um, you know, I'm still involved as much as I want to be. But once I saw that, I thought he doesn't want me. <laughs> meddling in anything not, not enough not enough mork in it but we'll get that in <laughs> no, season no, that's two the second season. <laughs> yeah. that's the second season idea um, yeah so so that that happened but I remember going into network meetings and and having these strangest things you, you know put to us like is he this is like a very high profile industry figure who declined eventually on, on, the, on doing the show and she said he's not a dog is he he's basically I think he should be um, Sarah's one of Sarah's ex boyfriends, who's just never left and just happens to wear a dog suit all the time. <laughs> and yeah, we laughed like that, and you know, and uh, got the fuck out of there really quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that, so those things, and you know, on set, people wanting you know, to scra- wanting Jason to scratch behind his ears and do, do doggy things, and and uh, so we had to kind of stand firm on that. And luckily, we had. Uh, each other and Tony Rogers, the director, to to make sure that none of that stuff transpired. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you know, when you're making something new and and uh, a little bit off, but you 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 have to be you have to stand firm. There should be only a couple of creative voices in the room at any time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we we've been offered to do a US version of Dum Dum Club, and uh, it, they thought maybe um, what's his name. James Earl Jones should have been the voice of Daslo, but <laughs> we, we're sort of holding out for Miley Cyrus. So I like it. Oh yeah, who's going to play you, bloody someone who? Ugh, yeah, good smells get. Weird. Good yeah. get. Good get. No, one all. <laughs> no, but who? Yeah. What, oh, it? Dom DeLuise, you fat oh, asshole. Yeah, he's back. He's back. <laughs> um, did you did you have a lot of names? Are there any names involved that you're allowed to say that that nearly you know that were involved maybe at one stage with doing Wilfred? Oh, with because um, Elijah Woods like Matt, like that was a real that's yeah, a Zach Galifianakis as Wilfred. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Because <laughs> Daslo laughed a lot too much at that and threw me off. That's yeah, the real thing. That's that's the true wow. thing. Wow. And what happened there? Um, because SBS, I uh, were keen to maintain the the brand. So you have to ask a number of people if it's okay. A lot number of people have to sign off to make sure that. You get a yeah. format. So one of the people, one of the uh, organisations that had to sign off was SBS, and they said, "No uh, clause in the contract that no, Jason has to be Wilfred. We want to maintain that Wilfred." Brand I was going to say with SBS, jeez, with a name like Galifianakis, I he know. should be hosting the news by now. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's right. Um, God, yeah. So I mean, well, that must have been. There has to for be. You. There has to be soccer on after it <laughs> in the it. states every night. Liz Murray. No, the, the, that must have been bittersweet but, for you guys though to go. Oh no! Well, awesome. We've won. We've we've held strong. We've got our mate here, but we've missed out on one of the biggest names on the planet. I I know it would have been amazing. It was yeah. just before the Hangover, right? right. Yeah, and um, I mean, he'd filmed the Hangover, but uh, it hadn't come out yet. It would have been it would have been fascinating, but probably more fascinating. I can actually reveal this on this show for the first time. Yes, uh, is 
they're in, uh, we've just signed an option with a Russian production company to make a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and Ivan Drago has been. That's it. Yeah, wouldn't that be brilliant? <laughs> Drago. <laughs> yeah, punch four hundred pounds. Dog saying, "I will crush you." That's it. <laughs> but Zach, if you're listening, you know Russian Wilfred. Oh, yeah. could be a chance. Yeah. Could be a shot. Just wow. Yeah. I like that. It's. So, I like that. I like that if Jason went and played Wilfred in every. International <laughs> version of it because I like that. I've only seen <laughs> little brilliant. bits of the Australian one and the American one, but I like that in the reality of it, it's like it's in my head, it's the same dog. Straight like dog. it's that he somehow ended up in America. He's <laughs> not like the like littlest can, hobo that yeah. just keeps traveling around <laughs> on Japanese cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Japanese Wilfred. And there was going to be a German Wilfred too, but called Wolfgang. <laughs> that was pitched at us for a while. Well, they've got Inspector Rex already. Maybe they could do yeah. a team-up. That's it. Give me a team-up. Yeah. Inspector Rex versus Wilfred. That would be awesome. That's right. One that can talk and one that can't. Like, wow. Inspector Rex would be a mute, obviously. Yeah, and they solve, solve crimes. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like the Marvel the origi- versus DC the, of sitcoms. The original odd couple, because one of the dogs can talk and one can't. Nothing, nothing is stopping you guys pitching that. That's right. A little bit of, little bit of cash for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the character. Off you go. Yeah. Oh man! That's what if you got one in every country? What's the most syndicated show? Like, which show has house? the most versions? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If it's, but that actually, House is the is the show that's played in more countries. What is than House? Really? Oh. More countries than anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. Or House in in Germany? Obviously. <laughs> really? Like more than like The Simpsons? Uh, yeah, I read that. Wow. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. That's a strange one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be that would be awesome though. You you guys could become like the McDonald's of um, sitcoms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be brilliant. But the, the the thing is, we're still paying people back because in Australia, you don't get grants. Everyone thinks you get a grant to make something. You don't. You get investment, mm. and so you got to pay Film Victoria, Screen Australia, and SBS back the money that they gave you to make the show in the first place. So, you know, whenever we sell X amount of DVDs or go to other countries and everything, we're still paying back. We're still paying money back. We get a little margin of money, but and that's 12%. But it's like a TV else. hex debt. Yeah, it's TV hex. <laughs> but obviously, obviously, not being paid enough to stop bothering going into tiny little podcasts, shitty podcasts. No, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this is good. You guys. Well, we were doing a bit of a shout out for getting people to give us money earlier. Do you want to help <laughs> yeah, help right. fund Wilfred? I'll help you... fund something that's already been made. Was that twelve percent of that? Yeah. That fifty bucks of that guy. Everyone <laughs> can chip in five bucks for a show with Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's already happened. Yeah. It's like reverse Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. Yeah. Um, um, here's another one of your uh, credits that I just looked up on the way in here. You are part, and could, this could be wrong because it has come from the internet, <laughs> but uh, according to your IMDb, you are one of a, I guess, illustrious group of people who have played two separate characters on Blue Healers. Oh, yeah. yes. Are you, are you one yeah. of them? Are you, that's, yeah. Two, I love two that. criminals or one on one side of the law and one on the other? <laughs> no, it was so close to episode. One was Arnie Violet. He was a... He was a Auntie Violet. Arnie, Arnie, Violet. <laughs> Arnie Violet. I was going to say, Violet. Wow. But and then there was someone. There was a one with a Jewish name, and uh, but so Violet Stein. Violet Stein. Yeah, Violet Stein. Violet Stein. The first one was I was in a boxing trip, and the second one I was in a tent wrestling trip. But I never, I never did any wrestling or, uh, or boxing. I did a bit of boxing. Oh yeah. But never did any any wrestling. I was just 
I was that was the episode, and I used to go around with the wrestling trip and my BMX, and I was probably a little bit special. All oh, right, <laughs> king of the kids. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was good. That was good. Did you do anything fun. wrong in the episode? Were you a criminal or not? Yeah, I stole a wallet in the first oh. episode. Um, but Auntie, Marty, Marty Auntie got Violet, me. how could you? Auntie Violet, <laughs> Auntie, please. And my brother was Alan Bro. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, so... Yeah. Another member of the family tree. That's right, so... Us, know, Jane also and Alan Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get stopped in the street and asked if you're Alan Bro, that's when you yeah. <laughs> ask a few questions. He, he does get a lot of that. Yeah, at least Alan I see. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how, how far apart was that that you did? Because I loved that when two that years. happened. Two years. That's not even that long a gap. Yeah. Did two stingers. Did two... Yeah. Uh, in, within a two-year period and then uh, two... Um, Blue Hillers But it was a funny family Because Val Lehman From Prisoner Was our mother mm-hmm. And she's a queen bee On Prisoner And uh, obviously Alan Was one Was one of the brothers And the other brother Was an Aboriginal guy Oh yeah <laughs> Just Aboriginal It's like No No, no Nothing explained Yep they were, Why would you man, They were really stretched At the end there <laughs> right. To get new actors To come in <laughs> yeah, it was during the glory days. You no, just typecast as an out of town fighter. Well, yeah, and I and and as I'm getting arrested, I it was Marty Saxon say uh, John Wood were arresting me, and Lisa McCune and, and is it Tasma Tasman Tasman yep. Walton Tasman Yep Tasma yep. Tasma. She was there, and I was kicking and scraping, you know, trying to trying to get out of the uh, this lock that they put me in, and I kicked Tasma. Hey, is this on camera or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I kicked Tasma in the kidneys. Oh. So yeah, I'd like to apologise for that. I thought the word at the end there was going to be something <laughs> much worse. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. That was my blue. And that's why face. you were never asked back to commit crime for a third time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, the third time. That was interesting. That, I don't think anyone ever got a third a third tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How does that yeah. conversation go when they call you up and they just go, yeah, we you know, we know you've played a character In this town ago. full of 45 people. But, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. often a two-year gap. That was what, you know, that was fine. So they got it. They used to. So was that the rule? Were on the two, yeah. So oh, that was a rule. Two-year two gap. The two-year gap. Right. And then you kind of, uh, after that, you were put out to pasture. Yeah, right. What if Mount but, Thomas is just full of people who just change their identities like there's just yeah. identity fraud going on every 2 years yeah, like just that, a whole yeah, bunch of it. a whole bunch of dr- it's a town full of drifters yeah yeah that are ripping off Centrelink that's, that's <laughs> or it's all people it. who have like families in different states and they're just that would be awesome drifting if in and out of town have revealed that at the end of the show <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant. it's just a town full of Centrelink rorts the the town that Centrelink built yeah when i was in year 9 i did uh, an acting course at i think I can't remember where it was, like not the MTC, but something like, it was like a summer VCA. drama course. No, but anyway, yeah. the big building we were in, it was like a group of us, it was all like, you know, kids around like, I guess, 15, 16 or so. And John Wood was in there because he was rehearsing a play that was going to yeah. open in there soon. And you could just tell, like, he obviously did not know when he'd signed on that his rehearsal time was going to include two weeks of being around a bunch of kids. Because he'd be in the cafeteria getting lunch and we'd all just come in and go, Sah! And just, like, give him shit. Because it was like, it's like making fun of a cop, but you can't get arrested because it's not really a cop. (laughs) And he'd just sit there, like, with his chips just going... Hey boys, <laughs> he just oh, hated us. He hated us so much. Because I remember with um, when I was on set that first time, William McInnes uh, had to shove me up against the van and then pad me down to see if I was carrying, carrying. Yeah. And um, and he says to the director, so the director says that's what you do. You pat him down, and then you know, he goes, oh, "Okay." And how do I do that? 
and the director looks at him incredulously, incredulously and um, and uh, and the, and he says, "Oh, well, just I don't know, just do it." Sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm an actor. I'm not a cop. <laughs> you, you need to focus. Tell me what to do. <laughs> I think William was being difficult, um, but he actually knew how to pat me down. But he was just wanted to be a little bit, yeah. You know, so it was that that thing too. That that kind of, I think people are they do get confused for cops. And yeah. I do, you know, I saw one People of aren't that smart. Like, I can't, I can't believe when you do yeah. Crime Stoppers or whatever, like, people do that. Like, it would be hard not to see the person from Crime Stoppers down the street and go, arrest that man. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're crook and you, you, you see someone from All Saints walking yeah. past, you go, help. Yeah. Auntie, you know? arrest that woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My favourites are, like, the any, any, like, sexual health ad on TV, you know, where it's like, or oh, domestic, yeah. but, like... Ads for bat, like, yeah, someone having a, you know, like those ads where it was like oh, the guy's going, yeah. yeah, me missus just wouldn't shut up, so I gave her a few punches, but that's all right. Like, yeah, apparently, yeah. I don't know if this is true or just legend. You might know whether this would be true. Like, uh, those guys in those ads got paid, like, heaps, yeah, like, because that was the heaps. only way they could get anyone to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get loading, hate loading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, our friend that hasn't been on the show yet, John Campbell, who's a comedian around Melbourne, he, um, he's got a story where he... He used to live in Tasmania, and of course the scene is a lot smaller down there. So he he did a um, instructional video about like uh, uh, I think he was some sort of like sex sex pest, sex predator. <laughs> where it was a film. It was a film for TV. Uh, I mean for police training. So he's like this this kitty fiddler or something. <laughs> And then every, because it's so small, he used to get stopped by police all the time and go, you're the guy, oh, you dirty little asshole. Yeah, yeah. after <laughs> Blue Healers, I, like, I was stopped as going down uh, Bridge Road on a Saturday night by <laughs> cops going, we've had trouble with you before. <laughs> I said, no, no, I was on, that, I think, you know, you have. And I was, you're not John you Wood, Blue unless Healers you're John Wood. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, I said, are you watching Blue Healers on Wednesday? Were you watching Blue Healers on Wednesday? He said, yes. I was a crook in that. I'm not married to Lisa McCune at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that right. says to me that the cops are watching Blue Healers oh, yeah. and pretending like in their mind their job and that fiction is just getting merged into well, maybe one. they think that that's a training video. That's right. They loved it. The cops loved it. I know that there was one guy who, who will remain nameless who was a, who was a cop. He, to admit, he, didn't, he wasn't all the time, he, but he came in every few episodes. He was... Um, and he, I saw him get picked up, you know, like he, he'd been drinking and uh, he got picked up by uh, a random breath test and was waved on. Awesome. <laughs> they saw him, waved him on. Yeah. That's cool. um, but yeah, there was another time when I, I, I you may remember, are you the same age? No. No. Yeah, I think you're older, aren't you? Yes. So I was in this. There's a ten year gap between us. <laughs> Someone did ask me the other day. You guys really? are the I've same age. I've lost my talent of being able to tell how old people yeah. are. But did they? The which way did they think it skewed? Did they think you were younger, or I was older, or that we think, just are I in the middle? I think we were somewhere? both in the middle. Right. Yeah. So what? What would our, our median age is like? Thirty, isn't it? About thirty or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there was an ad I did. Have a joint thirtieth. Tommy, you may be too young, but it was an ad I did. It was a free for free ad. I had the yes, yes, and. You know how I, you kind of when you're kind of growing up as an actor, you think, "Oh, it would be nice to be famous." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's nice to be famous. Yeah. Well, I've learned that there's the right kind of fame and the wrong, <laughs> wrong kind of fame. And I had what was definitely the wrong kind of fame. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what? Until now, I forgot how much I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's what I got hate loading. When you said I may not remember that, that was like that wasn't that long ago. It like no, it was rerun, but it was 2001. I shot it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Did yeah. it rerun? Okay, right. So. 
Um, and and I did that, and I, I uh, and people would go, say it, say it all the time. And I go, oh, can I have free for free? And they go, I oh, know you're much better in the ad. Yeah, and Elijah Wood's much better doing that. Elijah, <laughs> yeah. Elijah Wood. You know, Sam Worthington was going to do it, but he had creative differences. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was a really ugly process, and um, you know, and I had to go into, uh, you know, when um, uh, you get a new girlfriend and. Uh, you get sent in for the checkup. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? The guy to the STD clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yourself yeah. checked out. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I, I've never had a girl actually say it. I just sort of go, oh, well, I probably should, because I'm a gentleman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chivalry. Yeah. And I went in there. I'm and... like Cary Grant in a lot of ways. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 It looks uh... like Cary Grant used to get you know metal rods stuck inside his penis. <laughs> same with me. Yeah. yeah. You and Cary Grant are the same age, aren't you? Oh, well, no. you're nearly the same, aren't you? A lot of people think you are. <laughs> So I went in. So I remember going with the hat and sunglasses, and sitting there, and and uh, <laughs> and then someone go, "Free for free, guy." <laughs> say it, say it. Nah, you're much better than the ad. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it, you know you were recognised. You've got everywhere. stuff stuck in your mouth in the ad. Of course, you're going to be better in the ad. That's like, right. I had. I, had I hope props. you weren't taking any props from the sexual health clinic and <laughs> yeah. sticking it inside your mouth and trying to say <laughs> it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I had assistance. So yeah, that was that was you know. And I really have tried to shake that over the years, you know, and I've done worked really hard to, to shake the free for free guy, but and it's getting less, but it still goes out there. So you go if I go into the outer suburbs, bang, I'm free for the free for free guy. You brought it up on this show with no prompting, so you're not trying <laughs> no too hard. You're trying not too hard. No, to but shake I, it. I feel this is like you know, I just want to exercise all this bad shit. <laughs> I, I, well, I feel that it's um, good <laughs> because Adam, I, I saw you do a, a stand-up gig. You've, you, you're starting to dabble in, in yeah. stand-up yeah. comedy, and you've yeah. done your second. I saw you do your second gig um, the other night, and you did well. Now <laughs> you know cool. that if you play any gigs in the outer suburbs, you are going to be billed as Adam Zwar, the free for free yeah. guy. Yeah, that's, that's a, forget Wilfred, forget all any of that. I'll take it there. Because yeah. it's kind of a professional thing. But if you're on a on a plane coming back from LA, <laughs> that's when you go and you go, free, 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 and you go, oh, fuck. That's an example of a thing where I don't even know if that's that much of a successful ad because I remember that, but I, I don't remember what it was for. Yeah. That's good. I remember the line, but I don't remember what, yeah, you, were, right. what you were shelling. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, HBA, health uh, insurance. Oh. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, anyway. And it was traumatic. It's traumatic for me going to LA anyway because I'm hanging out with a lot of good-looking guys. You know, so if you're at a cafe and someone will say, "So you guys are all actors," and I say, "Yeah, well, you must be in comedy." <laughs> what the fuck else? Are you doing here? <laughs> well, you'll be thankful of that ad when you're out playing the Morty Alec RSL. And, yeah, uh, you're getting your three free drink tickets and fifty bucks. Is that what happens? In your pocket? Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, if you get booked. <laughs> wow. Well, look. I mean, if I ever get booked, seriously, that was. It was a little challenge I set up for myself this year because I didn't go into. I was in my twenties. I just wanted to be a serious filmmaker, and it, it, the more serious I tried to be, the more people laughed at what I was doing. <laughs> so in the end, I thought I'm broke. People laugh. I may as well kind of have a crack at this comedy thing, and uh, and so that's just been a bit of a journey for me. And every kind of writer's room I've ever been in, people are going, "Have you ever done stand up?" And I say, "No." And it seems to be a bit of a rites of passage. Mm. So. Uh, you know, people. Some people have on their resume that they've done stand up, and they actually, and the people in the writers' room go, "She reckons she's done stand up, but I don't. I don't think she has." Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's so I, I really wanted to have a crack at it this year, and um, so I have absolute admiration for you guys. It was the most nervous I've ever been, and there's such a difference between learning lines in a you know TV show or on you know on stage or a film than than learning a stand up because it's you. 
Yeah. And I found that quite, quite confronting. But I and, find that and, funny and, though when people that come from like TV or whatever try stand up in a mm. way more nervous about it. It's like, you know, more people have watched you do yeah. your thing that you do normally on TV than there are in this room. Like yeah. this is such a small audience compared to Absolutely. what you put yourself out there. And but we're what, you do, what you do with TV so, shows, that's there forever. That's yeah. on a DVD. Like people can, if they don't <laughs> no, like yeah, it, it's yeah. there forever. Whereas yeah. a stand-up gig's gone in, you know, five minutes. Now, it's, it, you did yeah. well. You did well that night. Now, I, I didn't see you after because I think you had to rip off very early. You yeah, had no, an early had shoot in the five morning. Five o'clock start. So I saw you on stage, but I didn't see you leave. So I, felt I shit house. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I felt like, because the, the last were really thin. and uh, You did, yeah, but it, was the, it wasn't a, a red hot room. You did well. Thanks, mate. Thank you. I think you did well enough for me to ask, was there a girl at the door saying, I'm here for the sex? <laughs> it here never is. Sex with Adam's wife. I'm never that guy. Well, it's only your second gig. So, That's you know. Right. Well, you know, I'm glad I'm not because I'm married. But the, um, I used to kind of, it's that thing where Jason and I were ever hanging out. Jason has that persona of get fucked persona, right? And so if he just raised his eyebrow at someone, a fan, they would just be almost like, oh, I'm so grateful. If I didn't take <laughs> said fan home for a cup of Cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was an asshole. You know, <laughs> I have to work. I have to work very hard. If you have that, can now I say to anyone who's thinking of getting into acting, don't do the nice guy persona. Be the asshole if you can. Yeah. It's, it's much more. It's easier out there. Yeah, I'm waiting for Desla to say something about me. <laughs> <laughs> I had one in the chamber, and then I saw the. I know. I can see. I, I can see you thinking. I can see you waiting. <laughs> okay, have I said something here? We could look. Any acting tips that we could take? We've been to a lot of auditions, and uh, nothing, nothing much has come out of it. So it's such. Well, a, I'm going to an audition callback after this, so I'll just I'll be an asshole when I turn yeah. up. Is that what's the your idea? What's your role? Uh, it's it's for an ad. Um, yeah. a guy watching two for two. Guy watching. <laughs> <laughs> guy watching sport. Well, yeah, just uh, engage. But the th- the thing it's is, like kicking it, the TV. Yeah, it, I, I've done guy watching sport before. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they just mate. It's just what the what the you look. I don't watch sport normally, so I've got really no yeah. experience to draw on. <laughs> just, I've seen it. I've just been pretend around. You're it. looking at art. I've been uh, near it while it's been happening. Right, okay. Think you're looking at art. Yeah. <laughs> what having <laughs> sex? <laughs> That's what you got to think of. Think that I'm oh, having and sex. And I guarantee you. No, think of you're looking at Arge having sex. Oh, okay. And I. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you'll get the, get the role. Okay. That's I'm going awesome. to hold you to that. Um, now, uh, maybe I will say this. Um, I went to Tassie a couple of weeks ago because we haven't actually done a podcast for a few weeks because yeah, we've we had did, a few, yeah, we did like, a few in the bank. Yeah, we did like four in a row in one week and then yeah. we put a live one up. So it's a been a couple bank. of weeks. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've been you've been touring, Tommy, and mm-hmm. I've been um, uh, now. Adam, we actually do have listeners. We've got quite a, quite a lot of listeners. So whenever we go into state or, or whatever, we get, um, you know, people that come along and stuff. I've, I actually got... That twice the other day on Riversdale Road. Well, I live near Riversdale Road. Whenever I go walk down the street to get milk, mm. on Riversdale Road in Hawthorne, someone will see me and either say something, yell at me, or tweet me. And go, well, ah, done, 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 walking done. down Riversdale Road, are you? <laughs> hey, yeah. I should have mentioned when yeah. I said I got the advanced statistics. Man, you should see the pie chart yeah. slice for Riversdale Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> near Auburn Station, there's a lot of, lot of listeners. What um, is it about yeah, they play you guys? It for, they play it over the speakers at Auburn Station. <laughs> To try and deter riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went to Tassie for a few gigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, where was I? Launceston. Riversdale Road in Launceston. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I got recognised so many times. And I did a gig there. And um, 
we had listeners there, which was really nice. And there was one one young man, and I'm so bad with names, so I'm sorry. It's been a few weeks ago now, so I can't remember your name, sir. But you you listen, you listen to the show, so you hear this bit. Oh boy, um, he's pissed off now. Uh, he's just turned it off too. Don't be like that. Don't be like. That. I, I barely remember your name, Tom. <laughs> I struggle with names so badly. Anyway, Kyle, please. <laughs> so he came up and um, he couldn't have been any nicer. It was like heartbreaking. He came up and he went. Oh man, I just want to thank you so much for doing the show because, um, you know, I'm out in the road a lot in my job and I get between towns and there's a long, you know, I'm driving out in the middle of nowhere and there's no one around and I, and I get, I get really lonely and when that happens, I just put my earbuds in and <laughs> just start listening to my mates. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, and I was like, oh, it's so, it's so sweet. It was like, I nearly got, I nearly teared up and then he went, yeah, another thing is, Tommy sounds a lot like a woman, and um, <laughs> I got really disappointed because when I found out he was a man, and not only that, but I thought he was a really hot woman too, so I was like extra disappointed. Wow. I'm like, man, what have you been doing to yourself that been, that when you've been, been listening? <laughs> that um, is so disappointing for yeah. someone. That's still that people say the double, that. I love it that the double disappointed, not only that you weren't a girl, but yeah, he thought you were hot. genuinely really hot girl yeah, too. Yeah, I would be though, but I find that insane that people like that people do say that like, it's one thing to hear my voice and go, oh, his voice sounds like it's a woman's. Yeah. But the number of people that go, oh, I thought it was a woman. Yeah. You hear the name Tommy, you know, what I mean? you're hearing all this stuff. Like how how many signposts do you need? Yeah, yeah. But a lot, yeah, a lot of people heard you <laughs> talk about your girlfriend and, and just think that you were a lesbian. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe I just Tommy, need to. Tommy's an androgynous name in a little way. Isn't that, it? Is it? Frankie and Tommy. Well, I don't know. But it reminds me of that episode of Entourage where Turtle's jerking off to a porn. And he, whenever <laughs> Were he got, you in this episode? Were, whenever he got to the point where he's, you know, the. They the cut moment, to a guy, yeah. The moment, it was went straight to a guy. That's <laughs> like oh, the show. Yeah. yeah. Turtle was like, Auntie Violet, yeah. yeah. Someone's whacking it to this show, to my voice, and then they hear me go, yeah, and then I took a piss out of my dick. Oh, no, it's a guy. <laughs> 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 Classic, that, that classic Am I story. Gay? Classic, that guy. Yeah. Um, that's really nice. Thanks to that guy. That's, yeah. uh, that you was please email me because I, I, yeah. Uh, that was like a month ago now. Horrible person. Yeah. Well, I had this happen. I, uh, uh, last week was getting ready to go up to Sydney and was trying to get a bit of press uh, for my show up there. And um, uh, I'd had a little story written about it in the Herald Sun when I did it here. And someone said to me, you know, there's different, you know, the same company that owns a paper the equivalent paper in Sydney, um, they'll just run the same story yeah, if right. it's relevant if you let them know. So uh, I sent through a thing. I said, hey, I'm coming up to do this show in Sydney. I've just done it in Melbourne. There was an article about it here uh, in the Herald Sun. Would you guys want to rerun it? And um, the person I emailed it to said, oh, I'll forwarded you onto the comedy guy. And then I go for a run and I get back and I've got an email from this guy saying, hey, um, this is actually perfect timing because I've got space in the paper that I need to fill tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll put the story in. Um Tried to give you a call to uh, to fill in the gaps of information that I didn't have, um, but you didn't pick up your phone. But I'm actually a listener of your podcast, and so <laughs> I've just filled in the gaps in the story with stuff that I know about you from the show. <laughs> so now I'm shitting oh myself my going, is this article going to come out and it's just going to be, you know, local lesbian is coming to Sydney <laughs> to do his little bloody pie show. The, the brother of, of actress Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, all that stuff would have been great for ticket that sales. That would have showed that journalists really do rely too. <laughs> Heavily on Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I met that guy, uh, Chris Hook. Oh yes, um, I've seen him on Twitter. Yep, uh, uh, he's I got was, a chicken as a head a, on Twitter. Yeah, he's got a little toy chicken. As yep. he's very disappointed that it wasn't an actual toy chicken. Yeah. So he writes to the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, 
And did he run the story? He did run the story. And was it okay? Yeah, it was fine. It was no, uh, okay. Yeah, no, it, was all, it was all good in the end. And what did he yeah. put in that was the stuff that he'd heard from the show? Um, I don't know. I think just stuff about this show, about how we do it and how it's got a lot of listeners oh, and okay. we've done the live ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was pretty uh, – but I did like that. Like, yeah, I listened to your show, so that's how I'm going to fill yeah. in the gaps. That's brilliant. Oh, God. Good. It's great that he listens. Yeah. You know, getting the journos on board, it's hard. Yeah. You know, especially the mainstream. Mm. Daily Telegraph, Korean Mail. Yeah. Local rags. Especially mm. people with chickens as heads on Twitter. <laughs> That's a particularly we, uh, hard demo. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, in Sydney, I was staying in the same hotel as friend of the show slash agony uncle Dave Thornton. Ah, yes. Uh, who Diamond got, Dave. Diamond Dave. Is that is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Because because the girls. Yeah. Like a, Diamond Dave. Lee Roth. Right. Is that, yeah, is that yeah. what it is? I don't know. I didn't coin it. Oh. But Sam Pang told me. He goes, oh, yeah, Diamond Dave. Because he's going to live forever? Ooh. Uh, so I got there uh, early on the Friday and I was too early to check in. So I've texted Dave because I knew he was already there and checked in and said, hey, I'm a bit early. Um, I'm in the lobby. Are you around? You know, let's hang out. And this door literally immediately next to the reception flings open. Dave comes out and I go, Are you, were you like – hiding in a broom cupboard in there or something? And he goes, no, no, this is where my room is. He's Like, I have never seen a hotel with an actual room that close to reception. Wow. It was insane. And I thought you were going to say, Matt Newton came out. You know, I'm just <laughs> <in> the <laughs> reception. I'm <laughs> swinging. Knocks Tommy down on the ground and yeah. apologises. Well, he heard the voice and thought I was a girl, so <laughs> yeah. of course he'd get the rage oh, yeah. That's the diamond suite. <laughs> he came out of. <laughs> but yeah, Dave hated it and it just made me laugh every time I'd walk through <laughs> past his room because in my head I was like thinking, at one point I realised if I didn't know Dave was in there, I'd walk past that every day and go, I wonder what they've got in that little room next to the reception. I reckon you could, if Dave. you're working in reception, if you got a call from him, instead of like ringing the room, you go, Dave! <laughs> Dave! <laughs> or just when he's placing room service, he's just like, yeah. I'll have some chips, <laughs> <laughs> oh, tomato sauce! <laughs> but yeah, he did not enjoy that You can all. ask for it, you can complain if you kick up a stink. You, what people don't realise at hotels is, you know, they'll put you in the shittiest place until you kick up a stink. Yeah, right. But so don't isn't, be it, of that. isn't it maybe a thing where if you've got a little bit of profile, you kind of lose the ability to kick up a stink oh. without it being like, oh, bloody Diamond Dave, D- Diamond Dave yeah. is having one well, of his little showbiz tanties. Oh, bloody Emerald Dave ro- or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. You can't road rage anymore. Yeah. Um, yep. that's, the, that's the thing. It, I... I uh, <laughs> I got in a little incident the other day where I, I actually wanted to road rage someone, and then I, I saw that they were someone I knew. Um, <laughs> but there was another. There was an incident with a with a mate of mine. Was That's like, a, that must be an awesome stage of fame, being too big to smash someone's windscreen. <laughs> I know. So yeah, happy and sad at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and mate, angry. Mate of mine, exactly. Exactly. A mate of mine who was just going down um, Farrar Street here, and he was on his way to a voiceover in South Melbourne, and. Um, he had his high profile, had a massive road rage. Oh, man, I've got so guy. many. You've not named so many people. I'm writing all these down so I, I can ask who they are guess. after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People have a guess. And, uh, yeah, he, he uh, got to the stage where he smashed, tried to punch in the, the, the person's window oh. and, and, and everything but couldn't because actually car windows, if you know, they're actually quite tough. And, um, yeah, so that happened and goes to, goes to the voiceover. It turns out... It's the guy who's hired him <gasps> that, he, that he road raced. <laughs> don't, don't know what happened then. That should be on yeah. Agony Uncles too. 
Yeah, yeah. should have got him on. Don't don't pick up girls this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Don't road rage your, your female boss. Um, here's a new. Th- here's a thing. I'll, uh, I'll I'll we'll close with this. I guess just to uh, just to send us out. Um, I've had a thing recently where I've realised, and I don't know how to fix this. It's just only started happening in the last year or so. I drool a lot in my sleep. Like I dribble a lot. Like every single night I will start to go to sleep and after about 45 minutes I'll be woken up by just being covered in my own drool and have to mop myself up, which is generally like not the worst thing. It You know, at home, you know, you wake up with a bit of a sodden pillow, whatever. But then (laughs) today coming back from Sydney, I had a bit of a nap on the plane and I got woken up by the girl next to me who in one uh, gesture was asking me if I could get up so she could go to the toilet <laughs> and also just wiping all of my slobber like off her shoulder. Oh, what? What's happened? What? I don't know. I'm not doing this on purpose. What's happened? Why can't I? She, you drooled on her. I was like on like, you know, sort of with my head and it, it just like a, a bit had gone on her. Oh. Yeah. How do I? Did you get a number? <laughs> she was a volleyball player. Can you put your number on the napkin that uh, <laughs> I used to wipe my saliva? Wow, on what you? a technique that would be if you're just always carrying around napkins with your phone number, spitting wow. on people. Going, but she must have kind of yeah been happy for you to drool on there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, she would have gone. Oh, I think he's about to drool. I'll, I'll nip this in the bud straight but away. But just, no, she went, oh, I'll no, let him but drool. it would be I like I put myself in that position. Like if I got caught in that moment where it's a stranger, and you know you've got that threshold where you just think, I'll just wait this out and I'll just leave it until I absolutely have to say that's, something. That's also I speak a little. Up. It's a little bit sad that you're not famous enough <laughs> to <laughs> not draw on her for it to be a badge of yeah. honor for her <laughs> to want. If you were famous, you couldn't have got away with that. Yeah, yeah. and if you're famous, what are you doing in economy? It always yeah. happens too. It's like. Uh, you're like, oh, what do, you know, what are you doing in economy? What people don't realise is that no one makes any money in a, in in Australian showbiz. You know, yeah. it's probably about thirty people. Yeah, <laughs> 30, 30 people who makes decent money, and um, everyone else, yeah, economy. Yeah, I always reckon like if you're flying first class like to Sydney, you're an idiot. Yeah, From I don't Melbourne, get it. Like, just I don't get premium, it. You're on the plane for like forty five minutes, and even when you mm. book, like I booked my tickets to my my plane uh, fares to Sydney at the last. I booked them like the day before I left, and I was at the travel agent like scrolling through the flights, and you know at the top I got one for like ninety bucks, and then you go straight down the, the bottom, and you've got like the Qantas Flexi saver that's like six hundred dollars, and I said, "Who's buying that?" And she goes, "Oh, but it's more flexible with when you can change it around." I'm like. The flight's tomorrow. How much flexibility do you need? I don't get that. Yeah. Like with, you know, say you fly to London or whatever and you can see that you can get the 10 grand ticket or whatever. I'm like, would you rather be comfortable and have a sandwich on your way to London or have a boat? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You go and buy a boat with that or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, $600 I think to Sydney. Like, that's insane. It's just a different – it's just a different – I've worked out because you never feel so poor as when you travel, I reckon. Because yeah. you, you can see everyone – you can see – well, I'm always an economy. Uh, so you can see people in premium and, and, and business and first. And you, you, you feel – but they're just different scales. It's like it doesn't – it's nothing to them. Yeah, ten grand. Yeah. It's someone. It's it's. I find that it's mostly companies or whatever buying it. Isn't that's it? right. Yeah, no yeah. one ever pays to go first class themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Those companies. Yeah. But yeah, um, I was just thinking on the draw thing. Are you, <laughs> 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 are you sure it's not tears, Tommy? <laughs> tears of a clown. Yeah, mouth tears. It's it's clearly yeah. like an age thing. Like I've crossed some. 
barrier where I can't, like I wake up sometimes just like, oh, like choking on my own. But it sounds like you're hydrated, spit. which is good. That's good yeah. news. Yeah. I'm, I'm it sounds it. like she was hydrated as well. <laughs> so well, here's what happened on the way up. Um, like I said, I booked my flights last minute. I turn up, I go to check in and they go, oh no, you've got to go check in at the international counter. And I go, I'm. I'm, go- I'm going to Sydney. And she's like, yeah, no, you've got to go to the international counter. So like, all right, I've got to go to a different counter, whatever. I check in and then they go, you're leaving from gate three in the international terminal. Custom. So you'd better hurry. And like, I was there with plenty of time. I was there. By the time I checked in, I had like an hour before the f- I had to board. Like I'd gotten there with way too, what I thought was way too much time. Lucky. But now suddenly I'm having to clear customs and all this stuff. I'm waiting a line and fill out the form to just get on a flight and go to Sydney, which is also awful because you're around people who are about to go on an overseas holiday, like a fun. Oh, and so no. you just, everyone's excitement of like, yeah, we're yeah. going to Singapore. And I'm just there going, like, I bumped into a mate from high school was behind me in the line with his girlfriend. I'm where like, oh, go, what are you Tommy? doing? And he goes, oh, we're going to Fiji for two weeks. Uh-huh. Where are you going? I'm like, Sydney. <laughs> and he just laughed because he thought I was being funny. I'm like, seriously, I'm going to be in this customs line for longer than I'm going to be on the plane. And then I get in, I had to clear quarantine just having come from Did you Melbourne. have your bag searched? Um, no, they didn't go that far. But yeah, wow. yeah I was thinking if, if, they, if they have to go through my bag, this is going to be insane. We, we should wrap this up. But I, one tiny little thing at the end, which is similar, it's made me think of that. You know, I send out, like when people order the, the T-shirts, we have, we've got um, T-shirts for the show. That we, we Yes. And uh, a lot of people, we get a lot of people that buy them, whatever, and I'll, I have to, and that's where I get recognized or spotted on Riversdale Road, walking up to the bloody post office <laughs> to send them off. But I go to the post office to send them off and I put them in like a, a padded bag or whatever. And there's like an option on the front of the padded bag, like you've got to sign this. Um, you know, to to clear that you know it's dangerous not goods. It's, yeah dangerous goods and whatever for being um put in an aeroplane and and put overseas or whatever. And this woman, this one woman that works there, um, she makes me sign it every time. I'm like, it clearly says Marabin on the front. <laughs> this is not going on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if you don't sign it, it takes just weeks to get there. Oh. It's got to go through a whole all this kind of like X-ray oh, really? stuff. Yeah, oh, I've, I've really? not signed it. I've, I forgot to sign it once, and you know, it was a Father's Day present. So my dad lives in Beechworth, you know, and it took ten weeks to get there. Did that really happen, or was that your excuse to him for forgetting his birthday and getting him something really? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I'm, I'm very loyal. I awesome. had I've had friends who've done that where they go, "Oh, your present's coming. It's just on its way over from America." And then three years later, you go, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I there was no just package. A, just the, on that on that that basis of um of lying. I did a, uh, a thing <laughs> called Get Fact the other day. It was Dave O'Neill oh, had yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another big friend of the show, Dave O'Neill. Uh, it was John Saffron and and um, Glenn Robbins on one side, and and Men Felicity Ward on another side. And it was you know a great. But the only problem with it was. Um, everyone was introduced, and they came out. And John Saffron said to me, "Oh, here we go. Just one question, Adam." And this is in front of 300 people. Just one question, Adam. Why did you unfollow me on Twitter? Oh, yes. yes. Very good. Classic Saffron. Yeah. And I should have said because you're boring. But I actually, yes. I actually said, oh, it was an IT thing. <laughs> the classic thing. I've had that before on Facebook. I don't, Facebook's playing up. It unfriended you. Yeah, but it kept the other 889 friends that you've got. It was just me. All right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is that is reigniting some classic saffron beef yeah, on the show. Very good. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of another episode of The Little Dum Dum Club. Adam Zwa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Uh, what's coming up for you? you got the Agony Uncles will be out on DVD yeah. soon, I imagine. Agony Aunts. Agony Aunts are on Wednesday young. nights at 9.30, and we've got Lowdown coming out in August. Uh, awesome. Second season. 
Great. Lovely. Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Check out our live episodes from the Comedy Festival, one of which features John Safran and Dave O'Neill. Uh, the little dum dum club dot bandcamp.com. Uh, get on there. Don't feel like you have to give us any money, but you know, if you feel like uh, chucking a couple in, go for it. Um, we've still got the t shirts for sale, little dum dum club at gmail.com. If you want to see me on Riversdale Road soon, then order a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta man, you gotta let the fans know on the Facebook page when you're gonna be on Riversdale Road. You gotta be I've got to check in yeah. Riversdale yeah. Road on Facebook, don't I? Okay. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will see you next time. See, see you, mate. mate.